Welcome to Diagnostic Dialogues. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Alaja, the Chief Clinical Officer for Health Systems at Quest Diagnostics. This podcast is a place where we have the opportunity to talk to people about serious topics in healthcare. Over the past several years, we have come to understand the importance of working with strong laboratory diagnostic partners who have deep cross-functional expertise in multiple areas and who are committed to providing high-quality, accessible, affordable care to large populations as well as individuals. In this episode, we'll be talking about how these relationships between laboratory partners and health systems can create sustainable healthcare delivery organizations. That's the reason we are all here. That's the reason we do what we do every day. Today, we'll be talking to Michael Lucas, who is the Vice President and General Manager of Health Systems at Quest Diagnostics. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate the introduction. Before we begin our conversation, I want to make sure that you take a moment to talk about how you have integrated our clinical, academic, and scientific expertise with the work that you are doing and the expertise that you have with your commercial health system team. Sure. You know, as you know, it's a recent combination of two teams at Quest specifically. We brought together our professional lab services team, which uh, I was running for the last several years. In addition to that, we brought together our whole health systems team across Quest Diagnostics. And, you know, think of that as, you know, our traditional reference book of business and what we do there is, as well as some of the other things that we do from a partnering with health systems perspective. Can you speak to the operational excellence, the logistics, and maybe other aspects of the work that you do on the business side that could map onto the work that these health systems that are rapidly growing are doing? Yeah, you're bringing up a, a lot of ideas there, right? You know, operational excellence, driving costs down, triple aim, how do we improve patient care? How do we deliver that in a cost-effective way? How does that patient experience feel at the end of the day? Those are places that when we look at these strategic solutions and partnering with hospitals in a broader way, I think that's part of the complexity that we're evaluating with them. Hey, what do they want? From a patient perspective, for example, is it easier to go to the hospital to get your specimen drawn if you're going in for a procedure, or would it be easier to go to one of our conveniently located phlebotomy sites to do that, right? Those are things that we look at with our hospital partners. They're moving a lot of things around. We're driving past many of the same physician offices that they're accessing and, and maybe gathering work from. We're doing that from a logistics perspective. If we're working with partners in the laboratory itself, a lot of times we'll go in and work with them to evaluate the make versus buy, that they have a lot of equipment there. What are they sending out? What are they performing themselves based on the equipment? What opportunities do they have to consider based on what they're sending out? Potentially, what opportunities should they be looking at bringing back in-house in order to lower costs? To the extent that we have assets that are deployable, maybe our core lab could be of interest to someone. Uh, a lot of times they're running small volumes of tests, have to maintain SOPs and things like that on them. Uh, you're buying in small lots, maybe you're writing off, you know, reagents from time to time. It might make more sense to send some of those tests out. We look at that with our customers and evaluate that and evaluate those opportunities. Obviously, it, it really depends on medical input. And that's where it's pretty critical. You know, we'll bring our clinicians to bear, talk through some of those things and evaluate that with large systems. As another example, 
We work a lot of times to standardize the laboratory across a big system. You know, when you've done a, a multiple acquisitions and over time, what you'll find is that the equipment footprints, the test compendiums to have a lot of that can be standardized, needs to be standardized. You know, we can help drive that and accelerate it, you know, in certain cases. So we certainly look at that in different structures, but we absolutely evaluate all those opportunities and really engage our clients in finding ways that we can bring that to bear on uh, their organization and what makes the most sense for them. So it's really listening to their input and understanding the local needs of that health system and then finding out what's the best way to leverage it. A lot of times, Pat, we'll even build centers of excellence inside of health systems and help them sweep work and consolidate work in one area if they have a particular clinician that, that they want to leverage. So it really just depends. And I think that goes back to the idea that listening, being flexible, and bringing that to bear to help solve problems and help deliver value. The COVID pandemic stress-tested, reconfigured, and in some cases even destroyed many of the ways we deliver healthcare. Can you take a moment to tell us how this pandemic changed the way we think about major disruptions in healthcare and how we adapt to that to bring value to these newly integrated healthcare delivery systems? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. I think two things really pop out from my perspective, when I think about the pandemic, you know, it certainly accelerated. Where do we perform services, right? Look, lots of people ended up in the hospital. How many telehealth visits happened as a result of the pandemic that may never change? I think it accelerated a lot of how healthcare is delivered, for sure. And it's requiring all of us to think through how we're going to deliver that in the future, right? Whether it's telemedicine, uh, I think about phlebotomy. Uh, you think about specimen collection, right? During the pandemic, we were collecting specimens in parking lots of hospitals. We were collecting specimens in parking lots in pick your place, right? It forced everyone to think differently. And I, I think there's a million examples of that and how we're all going to change as a result of that. It accelerated a lot of that. I would tell you the other thing that I think happened in our sector, we were on the front line of COVID. It was difficult, right? I think if you look at health systems, you look at healthcare companies, you look at lab companies, you look at all of us, think of what it's done from a people perspective, right? It's accelerated uh, the exit from healthcare, generally of certain people might've you know, accelerated people's thinking on retirement. There's people that have left healthcare in general. But from a labor perspective, it has impacted all of us, right? We all had a hard time, say, finding the next microbiologist or histologist, cytogenetics, right? Whatever point to now, it's almost every job in healthcare. Think of uh, the acceleration of temp labor and what health systems and what others are paying for that temp labor. I think the corollary to that is what's it done to, to the balance sheets and the bottom lines of health systems and, and other places. So I think that as we emerge from the pandemic, cost of labor is higher. No one's as profitable as they used to be potentially. And how do you offset some of those challenges are going to be things that we're going to need to think through for you know probably several years, right? I don't think they're going to snap back. But to extend that thought, there'll be other disruptions, unexpected disruptions. Uh, just say another pandemic or whatever. What have we learned? 
from this epidemic that can be applied to the next problem, the next disruption? Yeah, I mean, I, I think about just the things that we did as a company would be great examples, but I also think of the things that we did with our customers. We did a lot of things that you know, were just new and different, and we were making it up as we were going. We were flexible. Uh, we were trying to meet a need and we just did it on the fly and that's what was required. And, you know, whether it was collecting specimens in a parking lot with our phlebotomist in order to facilitate COVID specimens going in, just there's all kinds of examples like that where we just did things different very quickly. I like the creativity that came from that. And I think that's something that hopefully we, we don't forget, right? We don't go back into our old ways, being creative, meeting the needs of the customer and answering the bell in the moment are all with a sense of urgency, all really important. Some of those lessons got sharpened or that metal got forged in during COVID. There's a lot of things I could point to, but maybe three key ones based on the last seven or eight years of putting these things together and evolving them and problem solving and learning from the hard way, right? Whatever the relationship is, right? Ensuring that there's strategic alignment, I think is just key, right? Like what are we aligned around accomplishing, right? What's that roadmap of things that we're looking to do together? And when I say alignment, probably understanding roles and responsibilities and that, you know, what, what do we need to do? We're working together. We're probably relying on each other, right? So being aligned though, that's like key. What are we trying to accomplish? I would say, the second thing is, you know, being flexible and, you know, we could have a great plan and we could think, you know, we, we have the greatest plan in the world, but, you know, here's what I've learned that is that, you know, things are going to change and you need to be flexible and you need to be able to pivot and you need to be able to meet that change and, and staying aligned with our partners is, is, you know, you can't stay aligned and not, and you have to be flexible to be, you know, stay aligned accountability and listening. I, I'm going to put those two things together, but you got to listen to what your partner wants, right? And what they're trying to accomplish and what issues they're trying to resolve. And I, I think um, coming from where I did my background, I thought having the best idea won. And, and I've learned every day that that's a good starting point. It's a place to throw darts at, but at the end of the day, that may not be what makes the most sense. So you got to listen and you got to be flexible in order to meet the needs of the customer. And that you have to be accountable to deliver that. Those three or four things I would say are critical in those relationships. You can't have a good relationship with a health system. If, if those three or four things, if you're not delivering in that, in those areas. So you mentioned the word complexity. Why is that? I mean, what I mean, what's changed now? Has the level of complexity changed significantly over the last five or ten years? And if so, have the people that support these large integrated health systems adapted to that complexity? Well, look, I, there's incredible laboratory networks out in large integrated health systems for sure. Um, you know, laboratory diagnostics, though, is advancing at a very rapid rate, as you know, right? Think about genetics, you know, oncology and, you know, how the advances that are taking place there today. Staying on the cutting edge of that is, um, that's a full-time job, right? And, and having the products and services and, you know, the wraparound services that are required to deliver those types of things, 
there's a lot of investment that's actually also going in. And if you're a laboratory company, it probably makes a lot of sense because you're leveraging some of those investments, you know, across much larger set of people and, and geography. You know, when you're in a health system, staying on the cutting edge, that's hard, right? You know, think of all of the physicians that we have and all the business people that we have that are pursuing those opportunities. You know, staying on the cutting edge is not easy. Now, with that said, there's really uh, brilliant minds in a lot of our health system customers and all of them actually, but um, continuing to partner to advance medicine, I think that in diagnostic testing, that's critical, right? Like working together to do that. It doesn't happen just in a commercial lab or in a hospital lab. It's happening, you know, it's happening broadly. So, you know, the idea of partnering and, and you know, figuring those opportunities out based on, you know, skill set and areas of interest, you know, it's, it's vital. And I think that complexity and some of those things that are changing very rapidly are, are driving the need to partner. Mike, one of the things I noticed when I came to Quest and actually laboratory business in general was the amount of information, the amount of operational infrastructure that's necessary to deliver half a million tests every day and to move that over large geographies. I come out of a small office practice and then into a regional healthcare system and then moving into a national healthcare organization. We move a lot of information, a lot of ideas, a lot of test across massive geographies, but you embody that. But the other piece of that is your ability to, if you will, reach across the aisle and engage our clinical and academic scientific colleagues and their expertise into the work that you're doing. So can you tell me a little bit about the convergence of the clinical and the commercial side? Yeah. Interesting story. We, you know, got off in building our professional lab services business. And, you know, really, I think our approach was operational, financial, commercial. And we, you know, started interacting with customers and quickly realized, right, that in the laboratory decisions of large health systems, small health systems, pick, you know, it doesn't matter, right, our clinicians, right. And it was something that we needed to add to the Quest team in order to you know, be successful. So very quickly learned that healthcare is a team sport, but you know, the clinical side of it is absolutely critical because that's the lifeblood of the customer, right? That's ultimately what they care about. So making sure that we were engaging the right people in Quest and, and what I've you know, learned over time is we have incredible depth and capability and not in one person it's spread out right amongst many many people but you know bringing that to the party is essential not only for uh, it's essential for the customer it's essential for their patients uh, in order to make sure that we're meeting the need so like i think i i see that clinical team is really helping us understand the need and and that's something that um, as we've gotten deeper into this we've you know, really tried to bring to bear. And, and, you know, we're continuing on that path now as we work even more closely with you. You know, uh, most people know us as a reference provider in the market, right? And I'm going to use numbers to um, demonstrate the point a little bit, right? So if you think about the vendor relationship inside that, that we have with health systems, and, and that's the, the reference market, right? 
there's various estimates out there. No one really knows how much tests, how many tests and, and what the value of those tests are that are truly sent out. But, you know, we believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of four to $5 billion, right? We have data sources though, that indicate within health systems, for example, they're spending $47 billion on lab. We're the largest laboratory company in the world. We have competitors that know a lot about lab as well. And when, when I think about the vendor relationship, we can influence the four to $5 billion. When you think about a strategic relationship, I think we can influence the 47 billion. And, you know, there's different entry points into that 47 billion, but I do think that's possible. And, you know, when I say 47 billion, okay, and how can we influence it? We can influence it, you know, to drive efficiency in it, you know, spend less money in it. I think in that concept, we should either be improving service, but certainly not degradating service. And I think, you know, when we engage clients and think about a strategic relationship, you know, there's, there's many, many levers that we can access, but simply put, trying to drive more value, not against the four to 5 billion, but trying to create value against the 47 billion, you know, and value being whatever that might mean, maybe it's growth, might be cost efficiency, could be quality, could be scientific expertise that we could be providing from a diagnostics perspective that might help, you know, a customer grow more quickly. It really just depends. So what I'm hearing is everything's changing rapidly, growing yes. in complexity. And the days where anybody could do it, everything on their own are gone or they're leaving us. And it requires a higher level of complexity, not only from the strategic partners, but also the people with whom we are working. And, you know, so you need to have a lot of smart people thinking about this, working together collaboratively. Am I close on yeah. that? Yeah, fair point. I, I will say this, though. I've spent a lot of time in health system laboratories, laboratory networks. There's a lot of smart people over there, right? Um, yeah. You know, we have a different perspective on it, right? You know, slightly different perspective given scale and, and, and everything else. But there's a lot of really, really capable people out there. I think there's a lot of really well-run labs too, you know, from that perspective. But I, I do think that, you know, whether you're looking at it clinically, uh, turnaround time, however you want to measure it, right? I think partnering allows you to take it to even a higher level, right? So uh, there's a lot of very good laboratories out there uh, from a health systems perspective. They run very good labs, but partnering can drive it to even a higher level in, in all facets. As I'm listening to you talk about the lab, what we're all experiencing in this healthcare ecosystem is a lot of consolidation. But in addition to consolidation, everyone seems to be talking about value-based care, analytics, population health artificial intelligence, consumer-based testing, consumer care. There's a lot out there. Where do you see this going? You know, our partners and the people that we're working with, uh, they're there. They've been there a long time. They, you know, know a lot about the laboratory too, right? So how do you, you know, create an environment where you can take you know, capabilities of both parties, uh, mix it together and drive it to a higher level? So, you know, when I said, Hey, what can we do? What, why do this, right? You, you do it so that you can achieve a higher level and deliver excellent results across the board, whether it's, you know, uh, quality, patient satisfaction, efficiency, all of it. I look at Quest Diagnostics and I, I've been here a while. I like it here. 
in a good place to be, right? You know, working in this industry, working in this environment. The last couple of years, you know, you think about as a company and as an industry, laboratory, healthcare, generally as a sector, what it's done in, you know, the battle and the pandemic. You're proud of the work that you did. It's important. It's one of our most important segments. I think servicing health system customers helps us think about advances in technology because a lot of it happens there first and answering the bell there. It drives us to make us better, right? So growing in that space is pretty important. You know, health systems, the consolidation that's taking place is incredible. Health systems and, you know, the physicians that they own are becoming even more important in the context of medicine, growth, all of it. I think we're going to need to partner with health systems in a collaborative way and add value so that we can continue to grow in, in the market, right? It's an important, it's important for us to be successful with these customers. And I feel that I have, I have passion around it because I feel like we have a lot of things that can facilitate those partners, but I have a lot of passion around it because I think it's important for the company, but I think we have a lot to add uh, to the health systems as well to help them get to that next level of performance. And you know what, they're the front line and they're, they're dealing with patients every day. And that's a, like a critical mission. When I hear the word passion, I always want to understand what that means to you and how that is expressed in the work you and your team are doing. Can you talk about that a little bit? You know, I came out of the auto industry and we sold lots of vehicles. Our customers were technically dealers, although people bought those cars. Uh, you know, it was very business oriented and I loved what I did, don't get me wrong, but it was very business oriented. When I came to Quest Diagnostics, the day I walked in the door, it was different. You know, you know that there's a patient on the other end of everything you do as a company, right? Of the half a million results a night that we're doing, there are patients on the other side of that. And I felt that the day I walked in the door and over time, it becomes something that becomes ingrained in you. And once you understand that and what you're doing is helping people and doing it quickly, having the right answer and efficiently matters, right? Because they're waiting on that result. And a lot of times those are critical decisions that are going to be made off of that. I can't tell you, like I was expecting that. And when I made my change in industry, uh, I was thinking about, oh, I want to be, I want to be in a world where the industry is growing as opposed to battling it out, pricing, you know, automotive industry is a tough industry. You know, there's a lot of investment that goes in there, et cetera. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a great place to grow. Employees do well there. I was thinking about it from that perspective. And when I got here over time, I really understood it. And from that perspective, what we do has noble purpose because it's helping people. Some of the advancements that we're making in diagnostic testing and helping to drive are pretty important in um, advancing medicine as well. So, and I don't think we do it by ourselves. I think as an industry, as the sector, health, healthcare sector, most of it has noble purpose, right? Well, and I think that one could argue that without nobility, there isn't any purpose. It reminds me of Sister Mary Ann, you know, saying, unless we have the mission, there won't be any money. Don't worry about the money. Our mission right. is in the right place. As we wrap up our conversation, you know, we talked about flexibility, accountability, listening, noble purpose, which I love. And I'm going to you know, uh, hang on to that for quite a while. 
I always like to ask uh, the guests to share with our audience what they want our audience to remember. We spent time with you. I mean, you've been very open, very candid, uh, and I greatly appreciate that. What do you want us to take away from this? I would tell you if um, I were thinking about it, and I, maybe I'll leave you with three things. Uh, number one, expect more from your lab. How do we help you elevate your game? We'll have a lot of ideas for you, but tell us what it is where you need help. And I think that feedback is pretty important. I think the second thing is we understand that the world is changing pretty rapidly in medicine in general and healthcare in general. But I think the next 10 or 15 years, I think we're going to see even more rapid change. Can you really have your arms around all of that change? Or do you need partners to help you navigate some of that change? And I, you know, I think about the advances that we're seeing in just diagnostic testing, right? Fairly genetics, oncology high-end stuff, fairly expensive to really have your arms around. So how do you access that? How do you integrate that? I think we're going to see a shift towards at-risk, value-based care, population health. I think being partnered with people in, in areas, in those, some of those areas, is going to be pretty important, right? And I would say at Quest, we recognize these things and how you put that together and build that partnership. I think... Uh, we're flexible, right? And I'd say that's the third thing. I think we have a set of ideas. We think they're deployable, but the best idea are the ones that you want to use and tell us how you want to use them. Because honestly, I, th I think those are the best ideas. So I'm not going to take away your closing sound bites, but what I'm hearing is, you know, what I hear from the physicians is you talk about care at the core of what we do. I mean, there's not a blood test or a test. It's a patient. The science, the analytics that supports that, and then the community. So on the medical side, we talk about care, science, and community. And I hear that pouring out of you, too. And I, I see that exemplified by the way you and your team work with our physicians at Quest, and also the way we have the opportunity to work with other systems. It's a collaboration. It, there's an enormous amount of communication across the different domains of expertise. It's critically important to the work that you're doing, and it's greatly appreciated. I think we see that, too. So as we wrap up our conversation, Mike, I always like to ask our guests, what do you want the audience to remember about this? We spent some time with you today. Really appreciate it. But what do you want us to remember? I think as we think about healthcare and we think about how it moves forward, I think health systems should expect more from their laboratory partner, whether it's Quest or anyone else. You know, if I were talking about it from a Quest perspective, I think the one thing that I really learned in this environment that I've worked in over the last, you know, eight to 10 years in the building up a services business is that listening to your customer and being flexible. We're not going to be perfect and we are really passionate about our ideas, but, you know, respecting and recognizing that and being flexible is key to it because those relationships are going to evolve and you, you got to be flexible to do that. You have to be easy to work with and you have to be, um, uh, you know, right, right on top of it. There, there's no other way you, you have to deliver. You have to be accountable. I guess the, the third thing I would say, you know, in that expectation set, we're in a world right now that is changing rapidly. I think COVID might've sped that up and, you know, there's a, a lot 
that could be considered that needs to be considered to you know think through the triple aim and you know going back to that first point around partnering right i think expecting more from the lab partner is is critical and i think given the change in industry so that's the third thing things are changing quickly and being able to react and, and move quickly, I think is pretty important. So the speed of it is uh, different. I think we're about out of time here. But again, I'd like to thank you for a great discussion. I can't thank you enough for taking a few moments to share your insights with us. I think we've climbed the mountain together. We've gone from ops and finance and logistics to noble purpose. And we all know that it's critically important to have all that in place to do the work that we are all trying to do every day with every patient. And I'd like to thank the audience again. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of this podcast, you can find us under Diagnostic Dialogues in your favorite podcast app. And with that, I just want to thank you all again and hope that you have a great afternoon, a great morning, or a great evening. Bye now.